Blog Talk Radio. I'm going to a city that's set on a hill. Its ruler and maker is the Lord God above. Oh, I'm going to a city and it's set on a hill. And someday I'll be in heaven and there'll be no sorrow there. Hello, everybody. God bless you today. This is Susan Puzio, and I want to welcome you to the prophetic news on Blog Talk Radio. And if you want to find me, you'll find me here at Prophetic News on Blog Talk Radio. And you can also find me on my website, propheticnews.com. And on YouTube, our YouTube channel is under my name, Susan Puzio. So that's available for you. Also, we have our book, Seed Faith, Can a Man Bribe God? How False Teachers Manipulate and Hypnotize You for Offerings. And they do, they do. And also, Paula White, the miracle-selling huckster, who was the spiritual advisor to the world's most powerful man. And that those books are available on Amazon. So those are out there for you. And also, if you want to contact me, you can email me, Susan, at propheticnews.com. That's my email address. So I do read my emails, the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> Although I, I get I get more good emails, I must admit, then. The other, but once in a while, you get some kind of a strange email, but that doesn't happen too often. I must say, most of the time, even my comments on YouTube are are yays and some some nays, of course. But there's still people that are buying into the whole false prophet, false teacher mess that's out there, and. As long as the Lord gives me breath, I hope that I can be here on my program. And also, hopefully this year we can do some expansion where I would like to produce a documentary sometime in the future. And uh, also to maybe upgrade our equipment. So we'll see what kind of doors the Lord opens because it's up to him, really, where the ministry goes and how it goes. We'll see what happens. But anyway, or uh, Jackie, if people ever try to find me at the other network, Christian Sentinel, that network is going away. It's going to be not on Blog Talk Radio any, anymore. Anyway, Jackie will have her YouTube channel and her website, The Christian Sentinel, and she's working on a couple books. So she didn't really have t- time for running the network, which was consuming a lot of her time because she was posting a lot of the shows. And as far as there's, I think, Podbean, and then, and then there's, I don't know if it's on Spotify. I know it's on Apple, and there's a few other 
podcasters out there that carry the shows. So they might still be, as far as her network, it might still be archived on some of the other platforms that are out there. So we have so many things to talk about. We have a big 4th of July celebration tomorrow, and we're having some bad storms here in Florida. Today it's been pouring, pouring rain, and there's supposed to be a tropical storm blowing in any day. So if we get cut off, it's been thundering and a little bit of lightning this morning, but if we get cut off, I'm going to try to get back on. So just bear with me, but we're going to talk today about a man named Hank Kuhneman and his wife, Brenda. They pastor a church in Omaha, Nebraska, called the Lord of Hosts Church. So we're going to talk about them. But I just wanted to talk about a few things that were in the news, too. Of course, we have the devastating collapse in Miami of the building, and it doesn't look like they're going to be able to find any more people alive. They had to shut down the effort because there was some problems with the building next door, I think, and it, I think that one had to be evacuated also. So, now living in Florida, it's kind of, I don't know what caused this. There's a lot of things floating around what caused the building to fall down like it did, which that area, if anybody's ever been to Miami, and I have, there's so many of those huge condos along the beach. There's hundreds of them. And you never think that the building's going to collapse. But it did. And people were sleeping, and all of a sudden, can you imagine you're sleeping, and all of a sudden you're falling down, and you're being crushed by concrete or whatever. So it it was really a nightmare. And some people are saying it could be a sinkhole. Who knows? There's so many sinkholes in Florida. And I, I know the other neighborhood where I was living, there was the house two doors down from me had a sinkhole, but and then the house across the street had a sinkhole, but their sinkholes were around their swimming pools. And that's there's one theory there about the, the condo in Miami that it could have been a sinkhole around the swimming pool, which when I ask a lot of people where their sinkhole was, in Florida, they say what was around the swimming pool. That happens a lot. I don't know why, because they don't fill it in properly or they don't use enough concrete. I don't know what it is, but a lot of people get sinkholes around their pools. And then another thing is in Florida, a lot of the land was filled with sand. They would go into a town or a city and they would knock down all the trees and sometimes they would just bury the trees. They would dig a big hole and bury the trees. They're not supposed to do that, but they did do that at one time. And then they would pour sand over it. And so then they would build a house on it and then the house would sink. And also they would go and fill in a lot of the 
wetlands where I think these condos were built on wetlands. And so it didn't have a sturdy foundation to begin with, but people want to live on the beach and it is beautiful over there on that coast, but very, very dangerous now. And I I guess it's very frightening for the other people that are in the other buildings that are there. So we need to pray for the families. It must be very, very devastating to have to go through something as horrible as that. Just terrible. We're living in such strange times. And of course, the virus, the new strain, the Delta strain, is affecting people that are, even people that are vaccinated are dying from this particular strain. And uh, it seems to be making some headway even in this country. So we we still have to be careful. And uh, I don't think anybody wants to get this thing. I know people that have recovered. I know some people that didn't recover. So I, it's not over, really. I don't, I don't think it's over. And... We just need to be cautious because it's still, it's it's been a devastating year, I think, for so many people. It's It's been a tough year. And I think that we probably never thought that we were going to go through these things. I never did. I never imagined that we were going to have this pandemic. Who Who would have ever thought about it, really? Because it's so odd. It's not something that we really expected. And it's been tough. I think it's been tough for so many people, but we just have to carry on and do what we can do and try to maintain our peace and our joy through it all because we thank God we know the Lord because we can we can still have hope for the future. Without God, I don't know how people have hope for the future. I just I just don't know. But anyway, let's read a couple of scriptures here. Acts 8, verse 20. But Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Yeah. So, the, so we do. We have a lot of people out there, <laughs> and it's this Hank and Brenda Kuhneman, they're they're uh, they call themselves prophets and prophetesses, but you'll hear some audio from them about what they believe about paying God off for miracles. But the Bible says you can't do that. And then we have uh, Matthew, Matthew seven, and let's start at verse six. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Amen. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you whom if his son, and we are sons and daughters of God, ask bread, will he give him a stone? Oh, 
Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? No. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? Hallelujah. Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. So does the scripture say there that you have to sow a seed? No. Does the scripture say there that don't come before the Lord empty-handed? You have to have some money in your hand and wave it at God? No. The Bible doesn't say that. No. The Bible says, ask. And what father or mother would ever say to their child when their child has a need, give me $5? <laughs> you know? How about $5? Nobody ever says that. Nobody ever says that. So why would you think that God would say that? But Frank, Frank and uh, Hank, excuse me, Hank and Brenda Kuhneman, they want you to believe that you have to pay God off. Yeah. And he's a pastor, and uh, or a so-called pastor. I call him a pastor because, to me, I don't pay these people any mind, and I, I wouldn't listen to them except I was listening to them to get the information to do this program. But I wouldn't listen to these people. First of all, you have to have integrity. That's number one. You have to have integrity to be a pastor. And um, when, you're, when you have a minister and you're ministering to people, you have to have integrity. If you don't have integrity, then don't listen. If these people don't have any integrity, if they can't even tell you the truth about offerings. And if they're going to lie about Jesus, why would you want to receive anything from them? They have nothing to say. They need to go back to Bible school. When they go back to Bible school and they come back and they, they're, they're telling you the truth, then you can listen to them. But they claim now, these two people claim that they hear from the Lord. But the Lord's not telling them that they have to sow Passover seeds and they have to sow resurrection seeds and they have to pay God off in order for him to do things for you. So Hank and Brenda Kuhneman are false. And Hank or Brenda, if you happen to listen to me, if you ever hear this program, I'm going to explain why you're false and hopefully you'll repent because God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap as far as you, you sow a false gospel and then you're going to be headed for trouble. Then you'll be headed for trouble. Never mind if you don't sow seeds and, and wave offerings at God and uh, they have a little trinket that they that they gave people for the Passover offering, which Jesus never collected a Passover offering. There's no record. And that would be another question I would like to ask you, Hank and Brenda, 
Show me in scripture where Jesus Christ himself ever collected a Passover offering. He didn't. He didn't co- uh, collect a resurrection seed offering. He never stood in front of the crowd and said, quoted Deuteronomy 16, don't come before me empty-handed. Where's your offering? He never said that. Never. He never did anything like that. So if Jesus didn't do it, then you shouldn't be doing it. And that's the number one reason you're false. You can pray all you want and lay hands on people all you want and scream and yell all you want, but don't lie about God. Don't lie about God. And especially to take advantage of people's misery because they had this Passover offering and they were sending people crosses, these little wooden crosses, and they wanted people to write on the crosses what they were believing God for, for salvation, for their families, for healing. And then they wanted people to send an offering for this prayer meeting they were having. You can't profit off of people's pain. That's not the way we're supposed to collect offerings, number one. You don't collect an offering off of somebody's pain and sorrow. You collect an offering to... uh, uh, Ask people, you're telling people to, if they want to help with your ministry or they want to help support your church, things like that, but not to collect an offering because of somebody's pain and sorrow. That has nothing to do with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's that's a con. That's a con. So they had this big pile of prayer requests that they, oh, there was hundreds of these prayer requests that were on this desk that they had there. And those are the people that they suckered into their Passover offering prayer meeting. And uh, hundreds of people sent in offerings, I guess. And of course, the reason why they want to send you this cross, and this this is a little game that these people play, is they want you to send in for the cross or the the vial of anointing oil or like some of them have the miracle spring water. (laughs) So the reason they want you to ask for those things is then they get your address and then they'll continue to bombard you until the day you die unless you ask them to remove you. Even Even some of them, I ask them sometimes to remove me from the mailing list and they don't remove you. They keep sending you stuff. Like I signed up for uh, Paula White's email. And you get something from her at least once a day, sometimes more than that. And uh, she's always got some kind of a scam going with sending her an offering and how God will bless you. No, he's not. God's not going to go against his word, so you can send them as many offerings as you want, but God's not going to pay any attention to it. Let's listen to Jeremiah 23, and then we'll play some of these audios from Hank and Brenda. Chapter 23. Woe be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, said the Lord. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God of Israel against the pastors that feed my people. Ye have scattered my flock and driven them away, and have not visited them. Behold, I will visit upon you the evil of your doings, saith the Lord. 
and I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries whither I have driven them, and will bring them again to their folds, and they shall be fruitful and increase. And I will set up shepherds over them, which shall feed them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither shall they be lacking, saith the Lord. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his days, Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name, whereby he shall be called, The Lord our Righteousness. Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that they shall no more say, The Lord liveth, which brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt, but the Lord liveth, which brought up and which led the seed of the house of Israel out of the north country, and from all countries whither I had driven them, and they shall dwell in their own land. Mine heart within me is broken because of the prophets. All my bones shake. I am like a drunken man, and like a man whom wine hath overcome because of the Lord and because of the words of his holiness. For the land is full of adulterers. For because of swearing, the land mourneth. The pleasant places of the wilderness are dried up, and their course is evil, and their force is not right. For both prophet and priest are profane. Yea, in my house have I found their wickedness, saith the Lord. Wherefore their way shall be unto them as slippery ways in the darkness. They shall be driven on and fall therein. For I will bring evil upon them, even the year of their visitation, saith the Lord. And I have seen folly in the prophets of Samaria. They prophesied in Baal and caused my people Israel to err. I have seen also in the prophets of Jerusalem an horrible thing. They commit adultery and walk in lies. They strengthen also the hands of evildoers, that none doth return from his wickedness. They are all of them unto me as Sodom, and the inhabitants thereof as Gomorrah. Therefore thus saith the Lord of hosts concerning the prophets, Behold, I will feed them with wormwood, and make them drink the water of gall. For from the prophets of Jerusalem is profaneness gone forth into all the land. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. They make you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart, and not out of the mouth of the Lord. They say still unto them that despise me, The Lord hath said, Ye shall have peace. And they say unto everyone that walketh after the imagination of his own heart, No evil shall come upon you. For who hath stood in the counsel of the Lord, and hath perceived and heard his word? Who hath marked his word and heard it? Behold, a whirlwind of the Lord is gone forth in fury, even a grievous whirlwind. It shall fall grievously upon the head of the wicked. The anger of the Lord shall not return until he hath executed, until he hath performed the thoughts of his heart. In the latter days ye shall consider it perfectly. I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel, and had caused my people to hear my words, then they should have turned them from their evil ways, and from the evil of their doings. Am I a God at hand, saith the Lord, and not a God afar off? Can any hide himself in secret places, that I shall not see him, saith the Lord? Do not I fill heaven and earth, saith the Lord? I have heard what the prophets said, that prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies? 
Yea, they are prophets of the deceit of their own heart, which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams which they tell every man to his neighbor, as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. The prophet that hath a dream, let him tell a dream. And he that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat, saith the Lord? Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? Therefore, behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that steal my words, every one from his neighbor. Behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that use their tongues and say, He said. Behold, I am against them that prophesy false dreams, saith the Lord, and do tell them, and cause my people to err by their lies and by their lightness. Yet I sent them not, nor commanded them. Therefore they shall not profit this people at all, saith the Lord. And when this people, or the prophet, or a priest, shall ask thee, saying, What is the burden of the Lord? Thou shalt then say unto them, What burden? I will even forsake you, saith the Lord. And as for the prophet, and the priest, and the people that shall say, The burden of the Lord, I will even punish that man and his house. Thus shall ye say, every one to his neighbor, and every one to his brother. What hath the Lord answered? And what hath the Lord spoken? And the burden of the Lord shall ye mention no more, for every man's word shall be his burden. For ye have perverted the words of the living God, of the Lord of hosts, our God. Thus shalt thou say to the prophet, What hath the Lord answered thee? And what hath the Lord spoken? But since ye say, The burden of the Lord, therefore thus saith the Lord. Because ye say this word, The burden of the Lord, and I have sent unto you, saying, Ye shall not say, The burden of the Lord, therefore, behold, I, even I, will utterly forget you, and I will forsake you and the city that I gave you and your fathers, and cast you out of my presence. And I will bring an everlasting reproach upon you, and a perpetual shame, which shall not be forgotten. Wow. Wow, that's just so appropriate for what we're talking about today. God hates liars, hates people saying that there's thus saith the Lord when the Lord's not saying it. So Hank and Brenda, Jeremiah 23, Jeremiah 23. Here's Brenda at work here. Crosses ready because in a few moments we're going to speak over these prayer requests. And listen, we have a whole, I mean, there's only a handful of us in this physical room, but in that room on that camera tonight, there's many, many, many standing in agreement with you. They are agreeing with your prayer requests as much as they're believing for their own. So if you're out, as you're watching right now, I want you to think about all of these hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of prayer requests. You know, you can see, those of you that are connecting on Facebook, how many connections there are. We're actually running on two pages, on One Voice and Lord of Hosts. Plus there's the Roku audience and the website people. There are many people with needs, and I want you to put your faith out for somebody else tonight. But we're going to get ready to sow our seeds in believing 
for these loved ones tonight, these people that we're praying for. I saw so many things. I was sitting there while my pastor was talking a few moments ago, and I saw different ones saying, pray for my children, pray for this family member, that family member. I'm seeing it in the comments. There are a lot of needs tonight, but we serve a great big God. So I want you to get your giving ready. Now, many of you tonight, as this is our Passover, our Resurrection Seed Night. We do this traditionally at Lord of Hosts Church and One Voice Ministries every year at this time. According to Deuteronomy 16, 16, God told Israel three times a year, don't come before me empty. Why did God do that? Because he wanted them to commemorate a key moment. You know, there's something about when you give a seed into something, you commemorate that moment in your mind. And you don't forget it quickly. And so I believe tonight we are not going to easily forget what we sowed seed for and what we held up before God in this room of the hundreds that are watching in agreement. We are going to see a breakthrough. So I want you to get ready for that. Here's how you can sow. They'll put the giving information up on the screen. Uh, but you can go to the app or it has text to give information, 77977. You can type in Lord of Hosts. Or if you're giving on the website, all of the menus are the same on every platform. And if you want to give Resurrection Seed tonight, I want to encourage you, do it under. There's a place on the drop-down that says Special Projects. So put it right there. Everything that comes in tonight, we will note in your giving record that it is called your resurrection seed and that you are believing God for those names that are on your on that cross. So I'm going to give mine. I want you to get your phone out or you can do that on your computer on the website as well. I'm just going to give mine because I want to make sure. There, I got it already here. I want my seed sown before we put up these crosses in the air. And, and listen, I'm believing for people tonight. I want to see everybody that's on this cross get a tangible touch from God. All right, let me just get this in here. All right. There we go. All right, if you got it, now hold your device in your hand or put your hand on the computer screen. And we're going to speak over these seeds. Pastor, let's get ready because I think we just go right into this as people are sowing tonight. Um, we're going to just lift up a high praise to God. And let's get ready right now. We're going to prophesy over these. I want the band to get ready. And let's speak over these. But first of all, these seeds. Father, you see tonight every person that is giving, every person that is sowing a seed, believing for a breakthrough. Father, we thank you right now in the authority of Jesus' name that these seeds sown shall produce the harvest. Father, I'm reminded of the scripture. Man, this just came in my spirit. I'm reminded of the scripture in in Genesis 26 where Isaac sowed a seed in the time of famine and he received a breakthrough of a hundredfold in that year. Come on, can God bring a breakthrough of a hundredfold in the year when they're calling it a famine? Can God bring a breakthrough? At that time, I say to you, yes, we serve a great big God. He can do whatever he wants to do. God can bring a breakthrough even when it doesn't look like a breakthrough. I want you to shout as you hold your device and just shout the word, break, break. 
Jesus and declare it right now before God. So, Father, we thank you that as these seeds are being sown, we hold these crosses by faith in our hands. And we thank you, my God, for the anointing. We thank you, God, for the anointing of your spirit that is moving among families, that is moving among households, that is moving among children, that's moving over people in a supernatural way. And we thank you these seeds go in the ground and they produce a hundredfold harvest now and even in this year. We believe it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just begin to hold those crosses up before God. I want you to look at every name that you have written on the cross. Come on, believe God that they are going to be saved. They're going to receive a touch in their body. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think so. Anyway, I don't know how these people sleep at night. How do you sleep? How do you how do you go to a church? Would you call it a church service? And you call yourself pastor? And how do you go home at night then? And you're looking at that pile of money you collected out of all those envelopes, out of people's pain. When the Lord already said all you have to do is ask, that's all you have to do. He never said, you better sow some money over here to get me to move. And then come to the church service and wave the money in my face. Like it's an insult. It's an insult. Terrible. Obviously, or supposedly this church, which I don't even like to call it a church, this church building that they have over there, they founded in 1997. And really, the first time I ever saw the Kunamans was a couple of years ago. They were on with, on with Richard Roberts, scamming, doing the seed face scamming over there. So then they started to appear with uh, Marcus Lamb on the Daystar Network. And I think they even eventually got their own program. But for some reason, and, it, and it's a real shame that these so-called Christian broadcasters don't take a stand for the Lord and put a stop to these type of programs because most of them do it themselves. Even last week, Marcus Lamb of the Daystar Network had his Begathon, which I think they take in anywhere from $50 million to $100 million a year on the Daystar Network. And I think almost half of the money that they take in is from selling airtime. So they really have enough money to run their wretched network. They don't need to be scamming people. And they do these telethons. And and the thing that is really hysterical about it is the fact that they don't even do these telethons live anymore. They take off on a vacation and they play reruns. And they they just say the same thing over and over and even some things that they said five years ago about sowing your seed to help Israel and that was the big thing was their heart for the world was sowing seeds to help the nation of Israel and then supposedly the Lord was really going to bless you because you were uh, sowing seeds for Israel but it's 
really pathetic. Anyway, let's. I wanted to play this um, from our brother Ron Roby. I thought he did a great job on his YouTube channel. Anyway, listen to this. Give you a couple scenarios. In scenario one, we have a florist standing outside of the shop one morning. Are you the proprietor of this establishment? Yes, I am. Can I help you with something? You'd better. Excuse me. Here's the deal. From this day forward, at the end of each week, I will be stopping by your establishment to collect 10% of your weekly profits. You fail to pay. Bad things will happen at home, at work, in your car. You get the picture, don't you? You, you, yes, sir. As soon as the man is gone, the florist calls the police. You call the police? Yes, officer. I did. What seems to be the problem? A man stopped by about 20 minutes ago, threatening to do harm to my family if I don't give him 10% of my weekly profits. Can you give me a description of the man? Yes. He was around 6 foot 2 inches tall. Short gray hair, blue eyes. He was wearing black pants with yellow stripes on the sides, and a light blue shirt with a black tie. Okay. We will put a plain clothes officer in your store this afternoon and he will come in daily as if he is an employee until Friday. We'll get this guy, I promise. Thank you, officer. Now, in scenario two, we have a man sitting on the park bench talking to his pastor. Yes, pastor. I know I wasn't in a Sunday morning service. I had to work that morning. Gotta pay those bills. But I will be at church next Sunday for sure. One more thing. Our treasury department shows that you have not been tithing for some time. You must give God 10% of your income, or he will cause bad things to happen at home, at work, in your car. You get the picture, don't you? You, you, yes, sir. The fact is, if the members of the second man's church would take the time to open their Bibles at home, and study every scripture, every verse, that has anything to do with tithing, they would find that God's commanded tithe was agricultural. They would find that it was required of the children of Israel. They would find that it was not to be observed in any geographical location other than the land of Canaan. They would find that the tithe was to be given to Levites, widows, orphans and strangers in Canaan. They would find that it was never commanded of Gentile nations. They would realize that the tithe was not to be imposed upon Gentile nations. They would discover that God's tithe was still agricultural in the last place it was seen as a command in the Bible. And they would know that God never commanded anyone in the Bible to tithe their monetary income. With this concrete evidence that tithing was never money and never commanded, nor authorized for the called out assembly of believers in Christ Jesus, there can be no doubt that the gray-haired man at the flower shop and the preacher in the park are guilty of the same crime, extortion. Both are threatening harm if the victim does not comply with their demands for money. Two questions to ponder. One, why would people consider the gray-haired man to be a thief, but not consider the preacher to be a thief? And two, why would people consider calling the police to prevent the gray-haired man from robbing them each week, yet allow the preacher to rob them on a weekly basis? Because the preacher has them blinded to his thievery. Because of lack of Bible study, they don't even know they are being robbed. Exactly. 
thought that was great. <laughs> oh. Our brother Ron Roby has a YouTube channel where he has these videos that he made, and uh, some of them are so clever, really. But let's hear Hank Kuhneman, uh, Kuhneman talking. He's prophesying here to Benny Hinn. Amen. Speak it. I want to hear. Yeah. You're, one, you're one of the men. You're one of the people that God is saying in this time. Listen carefully, says the Spirit of God. For this is the time that I'm standing upon the earth. And the earth shall shake. Do not be afraid. There will be strange, strange sounds. And they will say, what is the sounds? God says, sound always proceeds manifestation. For there was a sound. That came from heaven. Then the Spirit came. Watch as they say strange, strange sounds. But God says, if that is uh, not enough to cause you to wonder, there shall be that which they say. What are these lights? These strange, strange lights. Are these the northern lights? But what will you do when they do not appear in the north? For they shall be movement of angelic forces that are coming. To those who I have chosen at this time to father, to govern, to guide this decade that has been given to the children. And I am placing my feet upon this nation. Listen, United States is the Spirit of God. For as my feet stand upon this land, there are things that will not be allowed to stand any longer. I speak of abortion. I speak of sexual perversion. For God says, watch now as the fathers shall arise. For they shall be the ones that shall bring a governance, that shall demand a purity among the young, that shall bring a sexual revolution in reverse. Whoa. And the young shall cry out, and they will say, enough of the pornography, homosexuality. Enough. Yes. The problems with gender identification. We stand And so God says, as I stand in this land, you are one of the ones that I have spoken to. You are one of the ones that I look to, says the Spirit of God. For you went through a season, and I will speak of you privately regarding this, says the Spirit of God. But I say enough that you will know that I am speaking to you at this time. For remember three years ago... Two years ago, where I brought you. And what the enemy was screaming in your ears. Yet I did that. I allowed it. I did something inside of your heart. And God said, I gave you the Father's heart. And I gave a compassion inside of your heart that shall bring you to a whole new level of What was said of the Son of God, we have never so seen this in all of Israel. And this shall mark your ministry in the new season that is arising as you step out and teach, train, govern, school, the young. God says you will see the miracles that you have prayed for, cried out for, secret things that you've prayed for. But God said I had to put the Father's heart greater, and I had to put compassion greater. And the Lord says watch as you step out in this mandate to govern, guide, teach, instruct. I will bring a team 
Yes, I will bring a team that you'll not have to do it alone, says the Lord, of my choicest vessels who will stand alongside of you. And they shall say, we shall help you govern this move, for it shall be a move. And the Lord says, and from this there shall be a great financial flow. And it will not be because of anything that man has conjured, but just because you have taken care of the children, it shall release a love stream from my heart that shall flow financially to bring about the vision and the provision of what I want to raise up a new breed of evangelists. And God said, I didn't allow you to go out of this place of California for this is one of the places that I'm choosing. And I said last night, and I speak it again, California, California, I'm calling for you. And this will be one of the places that I choose, and thus this is where one of the bases shall be. But be careful now. Do not hold on too closely of what you've had in a prior season. For the Lord says, I have new things now to manifest that will bring people from other nations and other places and the school will be raised up the training center will be raised up and God says they'll even be taught how to do things even by way of media and the Lord says I'll even bring about an auditorium and a place where they can gather and the Lord says watch how I do this because when this begins to manifest you will always outgrow the very places of training, and it will spill over into public places. And the Lord says, I'm going to give you another mandate. For there have been times where you would walk away after my spirit would come upon you. And you would say, Lord, I know there's more. I know there's more. I know there's more. And you cried out for this land, for the move of the spirit. And so God says, watch in the new era that we are in, this new decade. I will answer those prayers through you. And watch the mandate as you begin to hold public gatherings that will be paid for, God says, in the auditoriums of this nation once again. But look out among you. What shall you see? You shall see the faces of the young. Thank you. And they shall come. <laughs> and they shall be greatly impacted, says the Spirit of God. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. As long as, remember a couple of years ago, Benny Henry penned because he was saying that you can't buy miracles and you can't, tell people to give a thousand dollars and it wasn't too long after that he went right back to it so what's he going to teach young people he's going to teach young people how to scam i don't think so i don't think no that's not what god wants if we're going to raise up young people to uh, work in the ministry you have to teach them how to believe god for what they need and not become beggars and thieves and liars the way Benny Hinn ha- has become. But here's another good friend of theirs. Here's Kat Kerr. And Kat Kerr is giving them mantles, and he's com- she's commissioned a million angels to work with Hank and Brenda. The uh, pastor is supposed to come up here. I have some mantles to give out. Both of you. Mm-hmm. If I go, there's going to be mantles. And he doesn't do, you know, I can't just, Say it. I have to do it. That's the way it is with me. So, um, yeah, God has highly honored you, and who wouldn't, right? I mean, even a little bit of time I've known you, uh, you're passionate, you show people, and you're hungry. And you are so determined and fierce. Those are the kind of people God needs to do things for him. 
those who want to be quiet and out of the, you know, I, I hid in the, I didn't hide. He had me hidden for years, but now, of course, with pink hair, you can't hide. So be glad he didn't ask you to have any. <laughs> he was going to make sure I couldn't hide. And I was known by 40 pastors in our city. I did all kinds of things for them. My dad did. We just loved people. We didn't care who you were. We loved you. But we were fierce against the darkness. And you are totally fierce against the darkness. And I absolutely love the name of your church because I have friends who are some of the hosts. And uh, you may think that is strange. Don't think it's strange. Angels appeared all over in the, New- in the Old Testament and actually came and ate with, uh, you know, some of the greats of that day. But you don't worship them, okay? It doesn't actually say you can't talk to them. If someone, if one gives, comes to give you a word from God, make sure you, by the way, I have to add this in there, always test the spirits. There are groups out there teaching you to, you know, send yourself somewhere and do all kinds of things, but you have to test, and if an angel appears to you and says, come with me, you better ask them, are you of the spirit of the Most High God who sent his son to die for the sins of this world? Because if they're not, they will disappear. And they can't answer wrong with that. I've done that since I was real little. I always would test them. Even though I go to heaven all the time and I'm around angels all the time, they live over my home, in my home. And if something appears to me, though, I will still ask them that. There is a safety measure that needs to be taught because more and more pastors will find out we are connected in the spirit realm with heaven. That's where our rulership is. We don't rule over people. We rule over all the darkness trying to control people. And some some of those beings, those demons can appear as angels of light and stuff like that. I mean, they can. They can be very convincing like the left is trying to be right now. Um, but anyway, just test the spirit. So don't reject something God wants, okay? He wants you to know him. He wants you to know all about him. He wants you to understand who you are, why he sent you in this particular time on the earth. This is a powerful time, the divine decade. But then also 24 years in the White House, God will have total. And then after that, that 24 years prepares us for the next 100 years. If you thought you were leaving, you're not going anywhere. So don't hide. Get your crown on. Roll up your rapture rug. You can keep it for later or someone down the road. Someone generations from now might need that, okay? And I just need to say this for free. The Holy Spirit says it's free. The rapture will not be a rescue party. It will be a celebration of such glory and power. It is a party. Say it's a party. It's not a rescue party. It's a party party. (laughs) So uh, I I knew what was coming before he invited me because, you know, he told me. (laughs) And he said, you're going to give out mantles to them. They both are going to get mantles for this new season. And... um, that's why when he had me send that word through Sunil, he said, Bill, Bill, Bill. He is serious about the broadcasting. I believe you will have a network one day. Because you've already taken authority in that whole system and the frequencies and the, and, the, and the ways that come through to produce that. You're already ruling in that. And by the way, the first thing he wants me to tell you is you have reached the level of king in the spirit realm. And uh, only God chooses who the kings, the lords, and the priests are. Those are spiritual levels of authority. That's why he says you are kings and priests unto your God. That's not just a title. That is a position. 
And I know the church doesn't always talk about that either, but I understand it completely what that means. So you reach the level of a king in the spirit realm, you can't go any higher than that. You're not God, okay? Where you're lower than him. But in the spirit, according to dominion and authority, a king is as high as you can get. And it comes because you fell in love with Jesus first. You can't skip Jesus, okay? We can't skip the Word of God. You can't just elevate yourself somewhere. I know people have put themselves in the fivefold ministry that never belong there, and they can get away with that. But you can't get away with saying you're a king, because when you declare and decree, nothing will happen if you're not. But the kings actually have very high rulership, and any king, even in the natural realm, you have an army. So does a king in the spirit realm. And this day, I didn't just come by myself. I came with millions of the army of heaven that I I command them. Get used to that word. Say, we command because he commands. God said, here, you're going to get some revelation on the scripture now. When God said, command ye me, he wasn't saying you tell me what to do. He was saying, me, I want to see you command. Command ye me. Me, I want to see you command. And that's what he meant. We have authority and dominion. Jesus said, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. Not some of it, some of the time. All of it, all of the time. But when you rule and take authority over it, you're ruling. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, she, when she came, she didn't come by herself, she said. She brought millions with her. That she commands from the army of heaven. Yeah. She commands millions of angels from the army of heaven. And she brought them over there. And she brought them over there to to give Hank and Brenda mantles. And also to make him a king. (laughs) Oh, dear. I don't know if you can believe this. I mean, really, can you believe that people actually fall for this? There's people that go to this church. There's uh, th- thousands of views of their YouTube channel. I think there was one Sid Roth program that had like a million views. And I think it was uh, Hank Kuhneman and this other false prophet, Tracy Cook and Jeremiah Johnson. I think it was the three of them. And it got like a million views. I'm telling you, we are in trouble. We are in trouble. I wouldn't say we are in trouble. I probably shouldn't say that. The the so-called church is in trouble. People that know better aren't in trouble, but it's unbelievable. Could you imagine that you're going to a church and your pastor is so puffed up with pride that he he let the woman come to the church and tell him that she's going to make him a king? I if that, if I was sitting in that congregation, I'd pick up my pocketbook and I would run for the door screaming, "Get me out of here!" <laughs> oh. These are these are the new breed of pastors. Here's part two of Cat Kerr giving Hank and Brenda Kuhneman mantles. 
And so the greater you get in those levels of authority, you increase in many ways. And so we may have had angels helping us in the past, but since 2014, a scroll was opened in heaven that had the words on it, host initiative. Okay. It said host initiative. That's what I'm wearing right here. This is their logo. They have a logo. And it represents the army of heaven working with us. But we are, not, we are over angels, right, in authority. The angels are not over us. Do you understand that? It says in the ages to come, we will judge them. Is that right? That means we have seniority because we, are, we came from the heart of God. He made them by speaking, but we were birthed from him. And so because you reached that level of king, he has sent with me one million of the hosts of heaven that are being positioned here. I brought my staff. I didn't bring it here with me, but I brought my staff to decree for them to be here. And so they're actually outside this building right now, one million, that you will command, you will send them, you will give them orders to go and do things in the spirit realm, pull down strongholds that you see evil or where, wherever evil and wickedness is going on. And I mean, for instance, I take power over all the power of the enemy, trying to cheat, lie, and steal, and hide and cover up. So I command the host of heaven to go uncover all of that that's being hidden, no matter where it is, how long it's been there, or what it is. You will go now in Jesus' name and uncover all of that. Pull down the strongholds of Satan that are helping them, empowering them, inspiring Pull down those strongholds that they no longer can assist them in any way whatsoever. Shred platforms that evil, high levels of evil and spirit realm are operating in over our country, over all the stuff. We command the host of heaven now, you go and shred those platforms. When you do that, fear begins to fall on the humans doing the wickedness. As long as Satan is working with them, empowering them and inspiring them, they feel bold. They feel like they own it. But when that is removed, they no longer have that. This is how you rule the spirit realm. That's taking power over all the power of the enemy. I'm not controlling people. Through the host of heaven, they were made to war for us. You don't walk the spirit realm and battle anything. Right? We are more than conquerors. They are a weapon for us. Your weapons are not natural. They are spiritual, right? They are mighty. Say they. It didn't say it in the Bible. They are mighty to the pulling down the strongholds. And one of the ones those weapons is the army of heaven. And we get to command them if you're not playing games in the darkness. They hearken unto the word of the Lord in you. So what you say, if it doesn't sound like the Lord, or if you're out there blasting people, crushing and hurting people with your mouth or your spouse or your, whatever you're doing that's not godly, they don't have to listen to you. So there are requirements, okay? You've got to have accountability. If you have an authority like that, you have to. God knows that he can trust you. He trusts them. That's what he said to me. So this day, you are being right now, your army outside right now, you need to say, I choose to invite heaven's army to be my weapon to fight against the darkness. I receive them right now. Woohoo! And I, I, have, I have two mantles to give out up here. 
Uh, this one actually belongs to both of you, but this one is just for you. <laughs> this one's for Brenda. I'm going to give Brenda hers first. <clears throat> Isn't it beautiful? And so is she to him. So is she. You're beautiful to the Lord. And so he wants to bless you with this mantle. And it's got many pieces in this mantle. It's all the things you'll get to do that you desire to do. Because you have been willing to do those things that aren't the best, that aren't always comfortable, that aren't always uh, uh, that, that maybe other people would not want to do. You've been willing to say yes, to love people for him, to support your husband, to love your husband. I would say love your husband, love your husband. You've been willing. So he is giving you, this is actually a mantle of beauty, uh, beauty from heaven, and you will get great reward. See this, so this is yours in this day. And I can tell you that we are seated in heavenly places because he takes a layer of our soul that looks just like you. The layers in your soul are images of you. Those are your emotions. When you give yourself to Jesus Christ, he has the right to take that and he seats it with him in heavenly places. So you are really seated. It's not just something suggested. It's not symbolic. There is a layer of you in heaven that looks just like you. And at this moment, he just put that mantle upon you <laughs> it is a mantle of greatness greatness love and beauty and so there you go get ready for great things to happen and fun things to happen okay amen and i know <clears throat> this is another mantle is a mantle of uh, presidential favor. And even though it has Trump's name, he is president. He will sit as president for four more years, no matter what anyone else says. That is God's plan. So he's putting on you, not just for this president, but for many presidents to come. You will have favor from God, and they will have your ear to hear God and your hand in friendship. So this is a mantle right now of governmental authority, presidential favor, what he called it, presidential favor. And that includes you and your wife, but he wanted me to place it on you as a head. Come here. You just see underneath there, too. There you go. So, Father, right now I, I establish and set upon your children the mantle of presidential favor, which means they already have favor without measure with you. They will have favor without measure with the presidents, with President Trump and with other presidents coming. And so long as you have them here, God, they will carry and operate in this mantle, and they will find out very quickly that it's going to begin soon. So receive it in Jesus' <laughs> oh. oh, these people, guys, <laughs> they are wacky, let me tell you. She said, she says, Cat uh, Kerr says, well, you know, if you do things to hurt people, the, the angels won't listen to you. They, you can't tell them what to do because they won't listen to you. Well, don't you think you're hurting people by lying to them about giving seed money for miracles? That's hurting people. And not only that, she said that Trump was going to be in for four more years. Well, that didn't happen. Who's, who's, who's the false prophet? <laughs> who would want who would want a false prophet? It was bad enough that 
President Trump had all those false prophets around him, prophesying to him. And who would want a false prophet anyway, advising a president of the United States? You would want somebody that had a pure heart, somebody that was in the ministry for the right reasons. That's the kind of person you want counseling a president of the United States. I don't know if it's going to happen. I imagine there was probably some good people around President Trump. Most of the people weren't, were uh, false prophets and the uh, members of the NAR movement and people from Bethel Church and Rodney Howard Brown and Paula White. It was terrible, the people that were surrounding the former president. And you would hope and you would pray that there would be some good people to give good godly counsel, people that really know the Lord. You would want people like that advising, uh, especially a president of the United States, but not somebody like Hank Kuhneman, that's for sure. Well, here's, I noticed that Hank Kuhneman is trying to be the next Kim Clement. So you'll see this, hear this in this uh, video, I mean, in this audio here that now he's trying to sound like Kim Clement with the music and the bongos and whatever. Here he is. I'm about to show off and show up. Must I remind you of the great opening up and showing that took place over 2,000 years ago when my son, the triumphant son, went into the very bowels of hell and made an open public display of them. And so I say once again, there shall be open public displays of what my hand of justice shall bring in this time. Therefore, watch the sound of the shaking of the soil across the earth. Watch the ground that shall not just shake, but open up. You say, why? God says, I will show watching. As I was standing there, the Spirit of the Lord said this. He said, you tell the people that when they see the abundance of rain, it shall mark an abundance that shall begin to flood my people in a way that they've not seen, as there shall be great transfers of wealth, revaluing of currency, a change of currency. The value of gold and silver shall arise in the earth as abundance shall be released into the hands of my people in a way that you've not seen before, but watch very closely. I said to you, and I say to you again, this time of justice, this time of righteousness that the heavens are opening with the abundance of rain and the mountains that are blowing their tops, and the ground that shall shake and open because things are opening and on. Now to the outside aisle, we're going to prophesy and she call the bill paid. Let's agree, we're going to call the bill paid. Anybody else? Yeah, just come up in the, on that side. Somebody else got a bill, a bill in the mail or a bill through email. You're like, I got to pay this, and you don't have the money. That's you. Run to the front. 
Just like Hank, uh, Hank Kuhneman, he says that Jesus went to hell. Well, Jesus didn't go to hell. And then he starts with the with those bongos and that strange beat. And then he he looks like when you when you watch it on the video, he looks like he's going into a trance. And then he's he's pretending that he's hearing things from God. And it's not God. No, it's not God. No. God is very simple, really. The gospel is simple. You don't have to have all this weird music and these put, try to put people in these hypnotic trances like they do. And then they have people stand, stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down, raise your hands, put your hands down. And this church he has, Lord of Hosts Church there in Omaha, ugh, it's terrible. It really, really is terrible. But this is your introduction, in case you didn't know about <laughs> Hank Kuhneman. But he's kind of the new kid on the block, I would say, arising in um, popularity within these false prophet circles. Here's um, Hank on the Daystar Network, which is Marcus and Joni Lamb collecting his offering there that prophetic word my spirit is so on fire or go to daystar.com make this pledge to undergird the work of daystar in the nation of israel do it right now there's such an anointing being released god's eye is on his beloved in the nation of Israel. And when you make that connection to help Daystar and what they're doing, I believe with all my heart that the Spirit of God is releasing a difference in your life because you've connected to the Word of the Lord. Hallelujah. And I want to say this to you, Mark. These are one of those that he's pledged. Is that right? $84 a month. Yep. Hallelujah. For $1,000. Yes. Mark, you're in Canada. Yes. Praise God. B.C., Canada. Mark it down, Mark. Your name is no accident. That God has marked you. And as you've blessed Israel, as God has promised, he will bless you. But it's even, I see this. I see God extending something to you, Mark. And I want you, if you can, I want you just to begin to just turn your hand like this where you're at, Mark. I'm speaking to you in, in Canada, B.C., Canada. And what God is saying is just do this with your hand because this has been the cycle that has been around you. Where it seems as though it's been like a cycle of, 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 of turning, spinning, not a sense of being able to see the increase or the manifestations of what you have been asking for and even desiring, it's just like it's been spinning this way, like you're wandering a little bit. And as God said to the people of Israel, he's speaking this to you now, and he's saying, 
Thank you, Lord. You've gone around this mountain long enough. In other words, you've gone around this season long, long enough. Now, if you can, Mark, I want you to, if you can, turn and face a different direction. Right there where you're at, because that's what God is saying. He's shifting your direction. He's taken you out of this circle and this cycle. I see you almost crying. Uh, man, it's touching my heart. But he's changing your cycle and circle that you've been wandering in. He's going to thrust you into a time and a place of your inheritance. And I tell you, your generosity to the Lord and heart for the world, I sense so strongly is helping to connect and taking you out of that cycle and thrusting you forward into your inheritance. Thank you. Jesus. We're in the decade of difference. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah to God for Amen. that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So we've been declaring a no-fly zone. But the next thing that happened is none of their cattle. Think about it. Your cattle represents your stuff. How much of your stuff has been attacked in a prior season? Preach that. I've learned something in my life. Whenever the enemy tries to attack my stuff, I look for something to give. Come on, say I look that. for ways to give because That's it right. breaks the power of lack. It breaks the power of the destroyer that tries to come. There's nothing more mocking to the face of the devil who wants to attack your stuff than to wave your offering before the face of the enemy and before the face of God. And there's no greater way than when you bless Israel, connect to Israel, you release the blessing of God towards your life. The enemy hates Israel. He hates the people it's proven through their history. And so when you, even right now, connect and you say, you know what, God, I'm going to bless Israel through my love offering right now. I believe that if you've been in that place where your stuff, your cattle, whatever it is, have been attacked. That's right. You need to call right now. Go to daystar.com call the number that's on your screen do it now because when you do i sense there's something of god that is going to break and it's going to be the devourer who's going to be mocked stripped and restricted from being able to touch you well, that's because Israel, the prosperity and the blessing of God, that is all through the bible a little while ago we talked about isaiah 61 Okay, you don't mind lying, do they? <laughs> One lie after another. He's telling this poor guy, this poor guy is in, in dire straits, and the guy's name is Mark, so he sends $84 a month. He made a $1,000 pledge. So just because Mark made this $1,000 pledge, now all these wonderful things are going to happen to him. What happens when nothing happens? What happens when nothing happens for Mark after he sowed his thousand dollars and he he calls Daystar and he says, "I want a refund." Do you think they're going to give him a refund? I don't think so. I don't think so. There's probably people listening that have fallen for those things, and you think later, "Well, I wish I could get a refund. I certainly want my money back." They won't. Get, they'll never give you your money back. Never. Ask them. Does this come with a money back guarantee? No. Instead of telling Mark, this poor guy that gave his $1,000, which probably probably couldn't even afford $1,000, instead of telling him, Mark, go home and read Matthew 7. Read the whole chapter and see that God says that, ask and you shall receive. Just ask. 
and I'll and I'll and I'll give you whatever you you need because I know what you need even before you ask. I'm God. Instead of telling him that and comforting him with the reassurance that God loves him and God wants to bless him and God doesn't need his money to bless him. No. They they want to make this poor guy believe that because he jumped up and went to the phone with his thousand dollars that all of a sudden all these wonderful things are going to happen to him. It's mean. It's mean-spirited. And it goes to show that you don't have any love for God's people at all. So Hank and Brenda Kuhneman, really, you need to sit yourself down and get saved all over because I don't think you're saved. I can't believe that you would be saved and you would treat people like this that in their pain and in their sorrow that you would tell them that they have to give a thousand dollars. No, no real Christian unless you're backslid and maybe you're backslid and I don't know. But no real pastor. You heard what Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 23 about the pastors that take advantage of the sheep These people aren't pastors, and they aren't ministers of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. They need to repent and sit themselves down and get a new pastor over there that cares about people until they get their heads screwed on straight, because they definitely, and the the thing is, it doesn't, this kind of behavior doesn't have a good end, usually. Usually, these people wind up on drugs, or they wind up drunk or they wind up committing adultery something happens because they start getting so puffed up with pride imagine like i said somebody coming to your church and telling your pastor that now he's a king you get so puffed up and so full of yourself that you're going to take a fall and it won't be pretty so it's better to repent ahead of time than to have to be judged by god It's better to repent and to take a look at your teachings, to take a look at what you believe, and try to back it up with Scripture. Because hardly anything that comes out of these people's mouth can be backed up with Scripture. And uh, they're having a conference coming up. And, of course, Kat Kerr is going to be one of the guests with that Robin Bullock, which is another false prophet. And then they're having then they're having a conference, and they have that I think Sammy Rodriguez. That's another one that's selling the gospel. We just we just pray and we hope that we can put a dent into the the, the devil's handiwork with what's going on, and uh, we introduce these people to you so you know who they are and you know to stay away from them. And then if you have friends that are involved with them, to warn your friends. And let them listen to some of these audios and, and really see how wacky these people are and how way off they are as far as what they're teaching and what they're believing. We want to make sure that people stay on the straight and narrow with the Lord Jesus Christ. And we can't promise people that life is going to be rosy, especially if they give $1,000. We don't know what's up ahead. None of us do. We just have to be ready 
and we have to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. We have to know his word and we have to be careful that we don't get deceived because when people are deceived and they become weak and they become vulnerable and even like he was saying, Hank Kuhneman saying, oh, take that offering or she was saying, Brenda, I think, and wave it. In the, in the face of the devil. Because when you wave an offering, when you wave dollar bills in front of the devil, oh, that makes him so angry, especially if you're using it to help Israel. Well, no, that doesn't make a devil angry. Because it's not being done out of love. It's not being done because you want to really help Israel. You want to get something back because you're, you're given the money because they're promising that you're going to get something in return. And that's not even Christian to uh, just bless somebody because you want something back. We never teach our children to do those kind of things, and God certainly wouldn't teach his children to do those kind of things, just to be kind and generous to people because we want something. God is not going to bless that anyway. So it's better to teach people to do things because they love people and because they have a heart of compassion for people. And that's the way we're supposed to do things as Christians. God sees what you do. He knows your heart. Anyway, he sees everything that you're doing. He sees everything they're doing. And I don't know how they can continue uh, with this facade and not expect God to judge them eventually, which he will. And uh, it's very, very sad when it happens. We've seen it happen over and over again to different ministries, and nobody likes to see it. So it's better to to uh, warn them, and maybe they'll take heed. Maybe they'll listen to the program, and maybe they'll see how ridiculous they really sound and open up their Bibles and find out what the Bible says, what is it, what exactly the Bible says, and not – you can hear that a lot of the things that they say, you hear other people say. So they kind of pick up on each other's sermons, and they never really investigate for themselves what is true. And what isn't true. But they figure out what works as far as what's going to make their ministry profitable so they can continue to become more famous and to become more well-known. But I'd rather be well-known for telling people the truth than to be well-known and lying to people to gain some kind of fame that they want to gain apparently by lying to people about Jesus. And it's just not the way to go. It's not worth it. It's, the Bible says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and to lose his own soul? And that could happen. That could happen. So we want to stay close to God and to uh, love God's people and to give out of a, a generous heart because we want to help other people. And the, And the Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive. And we know that. When we help somebody, you do, you get a good feeling when you really bless somebody and you make somebody else happy and you do it for the right reasons. It is, it's a tremendous blessing. So I wish, I wish these people could feel that and that they could look upon their congregation with compassion and to see that people are hurting and that we're not supposed to take advantage of people's pain. It's it's terrible to have uh, these people call themselves pastors and to treat people the way they treat them. Anyway, 
that's our program for today. But we want to remember the most important thing today is, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Have you been born again? Jesus said in the third chapter of John that ye must be born again. First, you're born of your mother, and then you must be born again of the Spirit of God. And the book of Romans 10 says that confession is made with the mouth unto salvation. You must confess your sins. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Confess your sins, and he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. No matter what you've done, God loves you. He really, really loves you. He sent his son to die for you. And he can give you a brand new life. And you can't buy it with money. No matter how much money you have, how much money you give, you can't buy peace and you can't buy joy. But you can, you can get the Prince of Peace involved in your life. And you can have the joy of the Lord no matter what you're going through. Somehow there's something that God gives us after we're born again that we have hope. We have so much hope that no matter what we go through, and we, we all go through hard times, we all go through suffering, but yet we know that we're standing on the rock and that rock is Christ. And maybe you don't have that confidence today, but you can. So give your life to Jesus today. You'll never be sorry. I guarantee you that. You will never be sorry. And get your Bible. Get a Bible. Read your Bible. Get some good Christian friends that love God and that you can have fellowship with. And enjoy your life, your new life. And and you'll know that when you die that you have a home in heaven. And you'll forever be with the Lord. So God bless you today. Thanks, everybody, for stopping in the chat room. And all my listeners around the world, thank you, all my listeners in the United Kingdom and and uh, many other countries, Canada, Australia, South Africa, to name a few. God bless you all. And uh, we'll see you soon. <laughs>